Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In his first film in seven years, legendary director Yergi Skolimowski directs one of his most free and visually inventive films yet, following the travels of a nomadic gray donkey named Eo. After being removed from a traveling circus, which is the only life he's ever known, Eo begins a trek across the Polish and Italian countryside, experiencing the cruelty and kindness in equal measures, all while observing the follies and triumphs of humankind. There is much to recommend about EO, including the cinematography, the sound design, the score, the acting, the circumstances that we find EO in, and the haphazard nature of the reality that EO lives in. And we're joined today by the director, Irgi Skolomowski, as well as the producer and writer of the film, Eva Piaskowska. It's an honor to welcome you to Film School Radio. Oh, thank you for having us. It's a real pleasure. Eva, you're the writer and producer, so I'll start with you. Where did the idea for EO come from? Yeah, there is a few elements that sort of come together uh, to create um, you know, the idea of making the film. First of all, I want to say I think that you know, our life in the forest, because we in Poland, we live in the in the wild forest and just we don't see any other human creations from any of the windows of our house. We only see the trees and and wild animals. So I think living there, living in this place, which is so perfectly balanced and so beautiful, just does something to your soul, you know, and you just, you know, appreciate nature and appreciate, you know, the weather and animals and everything sort of, you know, this this beautiful world in which we, the people are the intruders you know basically so walking our dog there every day you know creates um you know this this um this this interesting thought you know what if we could make a movie in which one of them could be the hero you know and us people you know would be those strange creatures who are kind of like roaming through his world you know so we you know this was one of one of one of the ideas behind it and then uh, the second, just as important, was Jerzy's uh, lifelong infatuation with Oazar Baltazar, because I remember it very well. Because he said it many times throughout our relationship that he, you know, just loved it so much because this was the only film that ever moved him to tears. And that, you know, this just stuck with me. And uh, and and I think it's wonderful if you could tell the story, Jerzy, about uh, about your about your emotions, you know, after watching Oazar Baltazar, because, you know, it's another very important aspect of, of our creation, no? True, although it's a little bit longer story, so I have to I have to move back into 1966, when actually this film was created, and I was freshly out of the film school in Łódź, Poland, and I made my very first professional feature film entitled Walkover. And uh, Walkover came into the screen of the same year, 1966, and it was played like maybe 10 cinemas in Poland and one cinema in Paris, because there was some French guy who had seen Walkover 
purchase one print and keep showing it uh, in his probably own cinema in, in Paris. And suddenly towards the end of that very year, I received a phone call from Paris, from the editors of Cahiers de Cinema, which was the magazine already established as the most important film magazine in the world, you know, run by people like Jean-Luc Godard and François Truffaut and, and others, Louis Malle and people like this. And they wanted to interview me. And of course, I thought that is some kind of mistake. I said, why are you going to interview me when I just walked out of the film school and made my very first film? And they explained me, because we, as a, as a team of uh, editors of the Cahiers de Cinema, we made the list of the 10 best films of the year. And your walkover took the second place. <laughs> so, uh, you know, my reaction was a long silence. And after that, I asked, and who took the first place? <laughs> and they told me, oh, Azar Baltazar, Robert Bresson. So I said, can we postpone the interview of a day or two so I would have a chance to see number one and then maybe to compare my work with the work of the great master, uh, Robert Bresson. So I have seen the film. And of course, my attitude, especially at that time, but I still have the similar attitude when I watch the other films, you know, this professional, slightly cynical look at how it is done, not letting the effect of of the film uh, upon me, but just to learn the tricks of the other colleagues of the trade. <laughs> and I, I, I start to watch it the same way. And then I was reduced by Robert Bresson to become a normal viewer who just purchased the ticket, yeah. went to the cinema and let the film, the effect which was desired by, by, by its creator. And at the very end of the film, after that most beautiful scene, when Balthazar is dying, being surrounded by the herd of sheep and with the little uh, bells. bells dangling slightly, you know, it's a, it's a breathtaking scene. And I found myself crying, really, you know, tears were running down my, my cheeks. And that was the greatest lesson I ever received from any filmmaker, which was that Robert Bresson taught me that when you believe in something you see on the screen, and I believe that this very donkey died in front of my eyes and I felt so sorry for so sad that I was crying this effect can be achieved possibly easier by the animal because animals don't know the act itself they don't act they are just being then any most brilliant performance 
by the greatest actor in the world, but it will be still executing his profession, his brilliance of, uh, of his talents, but it wouldn't be the, the truth I would believe fully in. I would always have the feeling that it is a performance uh, and after the performance, after the director would say cut, the same actor would get up and have a drink or joke with, with his friends. So it's not the same. And the knowledge that the, that the animal character can move me, myself, much stronger than any, any actor was one of the essential uh, um, indications to to go for for the film where the animal character is playing the lead and we went even further it's not only a lead it's the the whole thing seeing through the eyes of the of the animal character it's a bit of an unusual term to be used but how did you go about casting for EO, what were your criteria for finding the right donkey? In reality, it was again a pure accident because when we were preparing ourselves to make this film, of course, we went through all possible literature, starting with Apollius, of course, and, and going through many, many other authors, including um, Spanish. Nobel Prize winner for the literature, Imenes, with his book called um, Platero, and, Platero I. and I. And uh, and also we have seen many uh, so-called animal films, none of them except, of course, uh, Balthazar made a, a huge impression on, on us. But by chance, we came across the little amateur, amateurish 50 seconds film on Facebook, which, which was the amateur registration of the performance in some Italian village of the guy who came to the village, stopped on the main square of the village his uh, uh, he was leading the donkey on the leash suddenly the donkey collapsed on the on the ground and the guy uh, kneel over 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 him and start to make the resuscitation of artificial resuscitation by pulling his front legs up and down up and down up and down then holding his head against the chest of the animal listening if uh, if if it uh, still beats the, the heart and meantime the little crowd of the villagers you know 20 or 25 people stood around and and, and watch it and what was what soon become obvious that this is a performance which ended up with the kiss of life, you know, mouth to mouth. He was kissing his donkey 
And at that moment, the donkey was jumping up, fully recovering. So it was a huge applaud from those 20 people, all of them giving to the guy a couple of euros. And he took the leash and went to the next village to perform the same thing. So we thought we need to have this donkey. This donkey needs to be in the film. Yes, absolutely. And it was, and it was a special breed called Sardinian donkeys, which characterized with the very light gray fur and the thicker hair, black or very dark, going from the top of the head up to the tail and then crossing by the front legs you know so with a black cross over the back of the donkey very very beautiful and meaningful and meaningful so when we were when we were preparing the film and being sure that we will find this very guy from the north of 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 italy which by the way wasn't easy and it took us several weeks but we finally got him but meantime we're looking for all Sardinian donkeys in Poland, and there were three of them actually. <laughs> and we were preparing those three donkeys to to take a part in our film. But meantime, we found the guy and Marietta and and his donkey called Marietta, and we got in touch with with, with him. And I asked him, listen. Is there any chance that your donkey could perform as a the same number as a circus number with our actress, which would be instead of you doing the same thing, you know? And he said, "Yes, that's very possible, but it has to be done on my ground, on my turf, in her stable, in Marietta's stable." because she she wouldn't she wouldn't travel to Poland she wouldn't uh, be in the in a foreign environment you know among strange people so eventually to register this performance which is the opening sequence of the film we had to bring the polish crew to that very little village to install a, a semi fragment of the circus arena with the same color of sand and and the same dark background and this is how it happened so this is why we decided for sardinian donkeys and then we we had the couple of polish sardinian donkeys then marietta and then no no and marietta is a true miracle she's an absolute angel and the most accomplished donkey from i think all the donkeys we've seen i mean her relationship with her owner is something spectacular really it's a sight to behold well there's certainly a powerful presence in that quote-unquote performance i want to remind our listeners that we are talking about the film eo and we're speaking with Jerzy skolomaski the director of eo as well as the producer and writer of the film that would be Eva Piaskowska. The film consists of a number of vignettes in which we watch EO traverse the countryside and end up as either a bit player in a particular scenario or the center of attention. 
but in each one of these vignettes, his life takes a dramatic turn. It is haphazard, random, and feels like there is a particular point of view that you are trying to convey in these different scenarios and vignettes. Let's talk a little bit about that. Eva? I think what he wanted to convey was um, uh, some kind of, you know, essential um, uh, experience of life, you know, in which, you know, any event on your path, you know, might as well mean everything and nothing, you know, and all those insignificant things can change, turn the entire life upside down or just, you know, get you up uh, or, or just or, or tumble you down the rabbit hole. And, you know, we just wanted very much to to maintain this this haphazardness of uh, of a hum- human, uh, our fate, you know, all of our fates, you know, the, this haphazardness of life. And uh, the the way we accomplish it, we're always working with Jerzy on the script, is uh, is that we surround ourselves with ideas and uh, inspirations. We sort of read as much as possible, watch as much as possible. But then when we sit to write, um, the writing itself is always very dynamic and very condensed, and it's uh, it's just an, an an outburst of pure energy. You know, we just want you know very much. We're looking forward. Uh, to have to remain this feeling of spontaneity you know because all the calculation happens you know long 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 before and then we just want to always maintain the expectation that anything can happen at any moment from the technical side of the filmmaking there are elements in the film that really add power and depth to it one is the cinematography um Michael Demick, who did a terrific job, as well as the sound design and the soundtrack. It is just beautifully done. Let's talk about that; those elements in the film. The composer was... Yes, and I want to underline the fact what makes this film, Io, different from the other of my films was that for the first time in Io, I properly used the talents of my collaborators. You know, before that, I was uh, nonchalantly or egoistically putting myself in front of the film. I was the biggest star of the film. (laughs) And here I was really professionally executing their abilities to help, to make their input into the film in its best. But I think we owe it to the donkey and to the idea. I mean, it sort of br- brings in you the humbleness and the, you know, it sort of makes you appreciate other beings more. So I think we you owe this to the donkey, Adrian. Most likely, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I was influenced by, by, the, by the character of the animal, which is really a shy, innocent, humble, humble, beautiful, generous, generous, patient, innocent, pure. Yes, yes, yes. We are simply in love with with Donkey. And what you describe is in the film. It is hard to convey and, and in some ways hard to believe just how quickly you're pulled in to this emotional realm watching this film. And it just sweeps you away. You are, you are taken by this, as you put it, this innocent, this purity in uh, EO. And it just, there is an unexpectedly powerful pull 
an emotional resonance in EO. Those who also set out on this journey, yeah. uh, you know, not just telling a story about a donkey. We set out on this journey wanting to be the donkey or wanting to have our audience for a moment, for this brief 88 minutes to feel like a donkey. I believe, and from your re re reaction, it become a, a confirmation for me that the film is obviously and done from our deepest love for the nation and for the nature and the animals. The, the emotions which you are receiving in this film are the emotions which you really were coming from our deepest, deepest love for the nature and animals. Well, this has been a true honor to be able to talk to both of you about your work and to celebrate this wonderful film, EO. I want to thank our guest today, the director of EO, Yerji Skolomaski, as well as the writer and producer, Eva Piaskowska. To both of you, thank you for your time. Thank you for the film. And thank you for joining us here on Film School Radio. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very good. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music